everyone. Welcome back to Criticast, the only podcast where we upload consistently every week without fail. Um, today, I'm, I'm joined with Noah of SMEB Reviews and Ryan of True North Reviews. How, how are you guys doing? Uh, well, Noah, you go first. Well, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on. I am very excited to discuss Lord because I absolutely love Lord. Um, I, uh, I'm very excited for this episode. How about you, Ryan? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, this is something I'm really looking forward to talking about. Um, I've known Ward since when she dropped Pure Heroin. Uh, obviously, with Royals being the big song on that one, that really got everyone introduced to her. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah, for me, um, the past two weeks, I think I'm doing good right now, but the past two weeks have been a bit taxing uh, when it comes to like YouTube and stuff. I've been feeling you know, like a premonition of future burnout if I don't stop um, because like I feel sometimes and if anybody's like you know who if you've watched my channel you know I do a fair bit of uh, negative criticisms about albums and sometimes I go on little rants which is not my personality I guess and I don't want to always be negative so I've always been well, for the past two weeks been trying to I guess uh, lower down on the negative reviews and I've realized there goes half my content, and so I for this week I'm just kind of taking it slow. Maybe reviewing a classic album or doing something like that, and then maybe taking this break off to uh, I, I guess not burn out in the future. Have you guys, uh, Ryan? You go first. Have you um, ever experienced like burnout on your channel? Um, for me, right now it's more just an awkward transition phase because I am. Uh, moving back and forth between locations right now. But uh, like the whole list week at the end of 2018, that definitely took a toll on me. It was hard to get motivation to make a video pretty much every day for the last week of the year. But um, this year I've been um, having to transition to going back to school, actually start a new job. So uh, listening to music, new music is, it's been a little, few and far between there um i've been most mostly limiting myself to singles and that's kind of shown in my content that i've been uploading so far i've only gotten like two videos out um both kind of like track reviews um with that i have another one that i'll be putting out later on uh before the end of this weekend here but yeah i'm definitely struggling right now to like put aside some time to do some album reviews, but hopefully whether it be like a bi-weekly or like a monthly recap kind of thing, I think I'm looking towards doing that just to make sure that I can cover the stuff that I want to be talking about. And yeah. How about you, Noah? I think that that's probably a pretty good idea, Ryan. I, I, uh, I've been, um, if, if you look at my channel, I've started focusing a lot on doing some more on the go style videos simply because they're quicker i mean i typically anytime i've done it i've done more casual like single sort of reviews i would never do like a full normal album review um but it has um that is a result of burnout as well because yes i definitely felt it during this week being is that if you look at my channel there was no best songs of 2018 because i just could not force myself to do it i wanted to 
but I just, I, there was no energy to do it. So I'm just trying to recuperate and that these, uh, these on the go videos are a way to do that. So I can still have content and, uh, not push myself too hard. Um, and Ryan, you said, uh, a little bit before that the past, I guess, month or two has been kind of, uh, I guess slower uh, as it always is. And there's not been that much like amazing grab you by the shirt and, you know, slap you across the face, good music coming out. But um, I'm wondering what are, what are some releases that are coming out that you guys are excited for? Um, well, you know, I'm terrible at looking ahead about what's coming out. So you put me on the spot and <laughs> I'm grasping at straws at the moment to come up with something. Um, Naturally, I do know um, that my favorite artist of all time, Jack Antonoff, <laughs> is putting out um, Bleachers 3 pretty soon. There is also a, uh, a, a smaller local band that I'm very into, Lilac Kings, um, and they have an album coming out in about a week. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Those are honestly my two real big excitements. I'm also... Um, I'm also very excited for Cage the Elephant's new album that's been forever since we heard from them, so I am very excited to have it, and I really enjoyed that new single that they put out um, on Thursday. You forgot Ariana Grande, you pig. You and I both know I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ryan? All right, well, Noah, you kind of stole my thunder with the Cage the Elephant there. Um, I also did really enjoy that new single, uh, Ready to Let Go. Um, but other than that, like I, I noticed that there's a, the new Florence in the machine single out there moderation. I thought that was incredible. Um, I don't know if that's leading up to another full length release, but, uh, really thought that was much better than, I don't know, a lot that was on high as hope. Um, other than that, uh, really Looking forward to Vampire Weekend, if they put out a new album. I know that they put out Harmony Hall. That's a really good song. I would say that's probably the best that I've heard this year This year so far. Um, other than that, looking forward to Catfish and the Bottle Men. I think they're putting out an album in the near future. Um, other than that, I don't know, Dream Theater. Is anyone into the Dream Theater here? <laughs> sorry <laughs> um i yeah that's i i am so excited for dream theater i measure everything that's coming out to how far it is away from dream theater because i think ryan you know dream theater is my favorite band but i love dream theater. um yeah i'm looking forward to ariana grande uh let's see um of course little pump um dream theater as you said before well, let's see what else is coming up. Queen, Queensryche, oh, Weezer. Um, I think I think that's it for like oh, Meat Puppets. I forgot to mention one actually. Oh, what what is it? Hosier. Oh yeah, he he put out that EP which I thought was solid uh, last year. What do you guys think of that? I thought what? it was um, I thought it was incredible. Like I, I I put it as I think my number two EP second favorite EP of last year um, that was only beaten out by, um, I don't know how they found me. Uh, that mm -hmm. one was in, was even better. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to 
Hosier's new music just because you know the EP was solid. Nina Cried Power is amazing, and I don't know the singles that he's put out so far. Uh, almost sweet music and movement. Yeah, movement is a really good one. So I don't know what you think, Noah. I totally agree. I'm I'm pretty excited for it too. I'm debating as to whether to see him live uh, soon. I thought about it, haven't decided if I can if I can drum up the money to do it but yeah i i I definitely was um really enjoying what he had been putting out it's another artist that's good to hear from because we haven't heard from him in a long time and uh sam you did mention that you were excited for weezer's album and while i love weezer i'm not excited for it it's the singles have been so terrible i'm very dreading it wait wait ryan didn't you put like their new single is one of your best songs is 2018 or am i imagining something i i did Actually, yeah, Sam. <laughs> so that was Can't Knock the Hustle. I think I put it uh, in the 20s somewhere. And I don't know, I really enjoyed that one. And I still enjoy it. I still play it like pretty much every other day, every few days. I, I like it a lot. I, it's hard to explain why, but I don't know. Like, this isn't the first time that Weezer sold out. I don't think it will be the last. And uh, I don't know. I kind of just, I. I ride with Weezer. I don't die with Weezer. Okay, like I'll, I'll stick through them through the worst, and uh, I don't. I don't really think this is close to where they were in the past of being the worst. So I'll leave it at that. I I I see your point. I feel like Weezer's definitely like it's hard to find a single Weezer fan that will agree on on what makes Weezer good. Um, I I just have really not been enjoying these singles. I, I and I'm someone that's more apologetic for Weezer. I mean, I find some of their lowest moments still tolerable, but man, I uh, I am uh, really not looking forward to this album at the moment. And I I uh, do know that they are a band that likes to play a lot of the the songs off of their new album live, and I am going to be seeing them, so I'm apprehensive i guess would be the best word because i'm concerned that it'll be a lot of the black album and as i've stated not too excited did the teal Uh, album sorry there uh did the teal album kind of ruin the expectation for what this album could be the black album i don't I, i liked um the i liked the teal album fine i mean uh i felt it was kind of uh, uh, they didn't do enough different with the songs, but I actually didn't mind the Teal album, and I've I've had the uh, the TLC cover of No Scrubs on all the time. I loved that cover, so I I liked it. Um, I just yeah, no, the Black album is so far not not uh, piquing my interest. But hey, it's just the leadoff singles and. I've it, it could always be different. Uh, the rest of the songs could always change my mind. Yeah, I thought on the teal, um, I thought it seemed a little bit rushed, and it seemed. And I talked about with Kyle from Track by Track, who's been on some episodes. Uh, it it kind of seemed like um, Rivers Cuomo wasn't really taking it all that serious. And I think uh, Weezer is a band that simultaneously, I think, takes himself serious and not serious like you can't really tell what they're going for a lot of the time for me and um 
like there were some tracks I thought were okay. Nothing like really amazed me, but I really hated the Billy Jean cover because it sounded like he sounded off the beat. He sounded, he didn't sound like he like wanted to be singing the song. Do you guys agree with that? Or am I just being hypercritical again? Ryan, you go first. Uh, specifically for the Billy Jean cover, I, I kind of found it funny more than anything else. Just hearing Rivers kind of like do his best Michael Jackson impression with like the whole hee hee kind of thing. But uh, I don't know, like you're touching on like how they can simultaneously take themselves seriously and not take themselves seriously. But um, I don't know. I think that plays into what intrigues me the most about them because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good or bad thing. But uh, speaking of knowing what you're going to get, Let's actually get to the meat of this discussion. Um, today we're going to be talking about, I guess, discussing and deciding which is the best Lord album. Her 2013 Pure Heroine, her breakout album, or um, 2017's Melodrama. I got those years right, didn't I, guys? 2013 and 2017. Okay. See, this is the bumps of the podcast I have to deal with. Sometimes <laughs> I... <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit just weird. Okay. Anyway, uh, let me see what. Let's see. Okay. Um. Let me see where we are just real quick. So, um, Noah, you can kick us off. But what is like in summary? What are your thoughts about Lord? Don't don't be too specific. I want to leave some uh, discussion for later. But like right off the bat, what do you think of Lord? Lord is definitely very wise beyond her age which is nothing new i'm not adding anything new to the to the discussion but she has such an incredible sensibility when it comes to songwriting both in the lyrics and in and in the music um it's truly incredible despite her age um i have a ton of respect for for her and i don't i don't feel like she has done anything wrong in her career thus far how about you ryan uh, Lord, as an artist, um, yeah, I have incredible respect for her. Um, I think she's one of the, the best songstresses of really the past like 10, 15 years. I would put her up there with Adele. Um, and I, I don't think she can do no wrong. Like she hasn't really put her foot in her mouth or screwed anything up yet. She doesn't really brag about her abilities but um she has a lot of talent i agree with both of you i think she's very talented um and i don't think like she's i think while she's not like the most groundbreaking artist um i think when i listen to her music i do hear a lot of her contemporaries but i think she does everything more i guess you could say wiser more thought out and more uh ambitious a little bit and more like um mature like i hear some taylor swift in a lot of her songs especially uh in uh, like the album as pure heroin but i think she does a lot of things better than most pop artists would do ryan do you agree with that um i don't hear as many of the the contemporaries um i don't think she's the most groundbreaking either but i don't know i think she's in like her own unique lane uh pure heroin although a little bit more minimalist and at least like the instrumentation um 
that one I could see a little bit more comparisons to what you're saying, like with Taylor Swift, but melodrama, I think she definitely stepped up her, her game and kind of like just defined herself as a unique artist. Well, I think the beauty of Lord is that some of it is very intentional. Like Royals, Royals itself is supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be satire on, on pop music. And so I think that that's, there's a lot of, uh, like a lot of those comparisons that you're hearing would be very intentional because she's trying to make satire of it. Yeah, like on Royals, um, it's one of my favorite songs by her. And I do get like this feeling sometimes whenever somebody asks me, what's your favorite song by an artist? And I, you know, say their big song. Jeez, let me get this out of my mouth. Okay. And I say their big song and I feel like I'm not a true fan. Uh, do you guys get that? Uh, Noah, do you get that? Or then you go, Ryan? I get the sentiment for me, at least Royals is not my favorite Lord song, but like as the sentiment as a whole, yes, I totally get it. Cause I feel the same way about many artists. Um, I would say the same just because I usually can't think of anything off the top of my head right away. But uh, if I have like the track listings in front of me, then like I can pick out some like deeper cuts that I find to be a bit more enjoyable. I I didn't say just say so you know just to clarify to the people at home who will get mad at me. Royals is not my favorite Lord song. It's one of my favorite. For some reason, I get if I if I criticize too much, I'm gonna get criticized right back, and somebody's gonna find something. And I also get worried about that, so I gotta clarify that. But um, I I want to start down the track list. Uh, not track list. Sorry, my my checklist of what album is better. What to kind of see which overall is the better album so uh you can start first ryan but t what do you guys think like about the production which album has the better production as a whole uh for me personally um can i give it to melodrama just because i don't know i i think it's a little bit more diverse but like at the same time it's cohesive if that kind of makes sense like there's definitely a, a sonic direction that she was going for and i i think she nailed it uh with that but i don't know i think everything i don't know it just sounds more pleasing to my ears in terms of just having like a richer kind of soundscape um whereas pure heroin i feel like as, as enjoyable as it is there's just a lot less going on and i have a difficult time trying to like just focus on lord's voice what about you noah well it, we all know what i'm gonna say of course i'm gonna give it to to melodrama i i feel like her partnership with jack antonoff on a, a good portion of the the track listing really suited her well um he was a natural fit for her and they made a great songwriting duo. Uh, his, his very bombastic, but minimalistic form of production really suits her well, especially because she has such a, a commanding voice. Um, and he did an incredible job with her on, on the production. Of course I was going to give it to melodrama. Anyone could have predicted that. 
I think I have to agree um, that melodrama has the better production. Um, one of the things, and I'll and I'll go more in detail on this uh, a little bit later as we get down on the checklist. But I found that one of the reasons I, I I just I think that on melodrama the production complements everything a little bit better. It's way more ambient and it's doing more in the background. It's completely filling up the void that on some moments of um, pure heroin that I do kind of feel, and I feel that really helps uh, draw it in, such as on the track Liability. I think this is my favorite Lord song, if I had to put it, um, because it's emotional, and I think it is completely complemented by um, the ambient instrumentation that's kind of swelling up in the background, and I, I think that really helps the track out do you guys have any like examples of how the production is better on this album um i i don't have like just one song that i can just point to and go this is why it's better because i really do feel like the album as a whole just flows really nicely and, and i think it's more of a uh, the parts or the whole is greater than its parts. And that's not to insult the songs by any means, but this is definitely one of those albums where I want to listen to it in its entirety, get in Lord's headspace and, and that point of view that she, she has. Um, so for me, this album is definitely one that I don't cherry pick and just choose a song to put on. It's one that it's an experience. It's one that I want to sit down and enjoy in its entirety. How about you, Ryan? Um, I, I get what Noah's saying. Um, just that I have a couple moments on melodrama that I feel like kind of definitely make it an improvement over pure heroin for the production. Uh, it happens on uh, the third track, Homemade, Homemade Dynamite, um, with like the whole part, like when she goes into the chorus with like boom, 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 I forget the lyrics at this point, but just like those kind of transitions and just having like the, the bombastic kind of uh, sounds that, that kind of uh, flush in at that point. And then also on the sixth track, Hard Feelings and Loveless, basically the transition period in there and like just having it, I don't know, just the, the perfect pacing. Uh, it doesn't make you think like, okay, where, where the song go, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it, it's got a great flow all the way through, but those two songs kind of just cement that for me. I think I um, agree. I think, I feel like, and I guess I'll just go right into the flow, even though it's kind of out of order and talk about the flow, because I feel what separates melodrama and pure heroin is the flow of the tracks. Um, I feel that, like, on Pure Heroin, while it is a great album, I would easily give it a 9 out of 10. Um, I, I think that sometimes it, it, you, you're not as hooked in by the flow as you are in Melodrama. That's why I think, like, no, like you said, it's better to listen to Melodrama as a whole, even though it does have great individual songs like Liabilities, like, um, what's, what's the track right after? I, I am blanking on the name. Uh, hard feelings and loveless. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like those those are tracks that flow so seamlessly together. Um, and I feel like that that can be said for everything on melodrama. And I'm not trying to take away from pure heroin in this way, um, because there are tracks that flow together. But as a whole, I feel that melodrama flows better. And I think we've already said that um, 
Brian, you go first, but what do you think about the flow? Um, with Pure Heroin, I, I don't know. Like this album, I never really come back to as much. I really only see like the standout kind of singles. So every time I'm listening to it as a whole, as I was preparing for this podcast, it was just like, I don't know. I was itching to like hear the next single, but with melodrama, um, as Noah was already touching on, it's just like something that you want to listen to the entire thing from start to finish. There's no wrong way of listening to it either. So like if I make like a playlist when I'm out and about uh, walking around, um, I can listen to the individual songs, but I don't know, there's just something there that instantly like, grabs you in with green light. And that's just like from there until the end with perfect places. I just, I don't know, there's no need for me to be skipping anything because everything is, in terms of quality, is just, it pulls you in. I agree. Noah, do you have anything more to say on this? I do not, honestly. I feel like I feel like it's been pretty well touched on by you guys. Before we continue on the checklist, I, I just want to real quickly come up with something that I just came up with. Uh, I, I just came up with it. And it, it is... Um, what is your guys' favorite lead single from Lord? Ryan, you go first. Um, for critical acclaim and just like the the sense of hype that was surrounded by it, I would say Royals. Um, but I don't know. Just a part of me is wanting to say Greenlight, but it didn't really have much of as much of a, a pull from fans, I guess. I don't know. I, I constantly have to deal with my my roommate always saying that the, the, the music video for Greenlight is very freaky and just like how the way Lord looks in that video, it just kind of turns him off and it's just like, well, I guess I can kind of see that too. But I don't know, it's just a weird side note I would put on that. How about you, Noah? I don't want to sound as though I'm just falling at the knees of melodrama, but honestly, I have to give it to Greenlight. I know I, I see the appeal to Royals, but from its release, I never really got into it. And I think originally that was the only song that I knew from Lord, and it kind of held me back from getting into her because I didn't really like it. I know that it's supposed to be satire based on uh, on pop music and supposed to be this big, big. Uh, pop anthem that that talks about living a crazy luscious life um and i get the satire there but just the the complete and utter disregard of how she sounds on on green light because it's impossible to listen to green light and not realize that that she's not being mature about this uh, for an artist that we have so so much respect for due to her maturity and then we hear green light uh, which is a song where she can't move on from a relationship he he or she's calling uh the ex a, a liar because he wants to go to the beach with this new new person and it, it's so interesting to me because it shows her at such an immature place and she knows it she's self-aware of of this fact but I think that, that that juxtaposition from an artist that we're so used to her maturity really stands out, and I absolutely love Greenlight. Not, not to mention the excellent production 
and just how much fun it is. I think it's laurels. Uh, geez, what the heck? Royals. I think it's royals. Um, I, I like kind of um, the vocals on royals and the lyrics have always kind of intrigued me because it's, and I'm not the best at observing lyrics. Um, anybody who watches my channel probably knows that. That's why I don't always go deep in on lyrics. And I hear about it in the comments. But um, I feel it's Royals for me. Because not only are the vocals, I think, uh, some of the best that Lord has ever done. but and, and so is the hook. But I think the lyrics are very intriguing because it has this um balance of she's saying you know uh, sometimes narcissistic things in a satirical way she's uh you know kind of making fun of the lush life but at the same time you know she's kind of turn it like highlighting i guess the negatives of living that life like in subtle ways and talking about it not like this is all good but she's saying it like it's all good while at the same time she's as in the song, not what she's actually meaning, but like she's saying it in a way like she's not self-aware as the uh, like character that's being played in the song. I guess am I saying that right, or am I am I being stupid about how I'm saying that? Uh, you, you, Ryan. No, I, I get where you're you're coming from with it. Um, yeah, like she can sound kind of satirical on it, but like I don't know, switches in and out with just. Really good singing. I don't know. I don't really focus as much on the lyrics on Royals, even though like I know that there is a deeper message behind it. Um, and we brought up the whole satire thing so many times. I, I just want to uh, bring up satire about satire. We're uh, yeah. making a little bit more Inception-like here, but um, uh, South Park did like a whole season around like making fun of Lord, but in a way that was like complimenting her. So. I don't know. I, I when I watched that, I think that's the season eighteen or something. But uh, when they touched on that, they like this is a show that always makes fun of everything, but uh -huh. um, in a way that just like was still complimenting her. So like when you can get the creators of South Park kind of complimenting Lord on her maturity, it's like wow, um, it, there must be something genuine or sincere there. Um. Uh, I just pulled up some lyrics, and I think this is a good example. Um, Grey Goose, tripping in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns, trashing in the hotel room. Um, we're, we don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. That's kind of like a way she's like, in some weird, twisted way, you know, like, I'm living the luxe life, but it doesn't come across so luxe from an object objective standpoint, you know, like cutting your teeth on wedding rings and that kind of stuff. Um, and I I've always found that intriguing, um, but uh, I, what do you guys think? Uh, Noah, what do you think? You haven't said anything. Uh, I totally respect Royals. I get what, where the appeal comes from. I think my my biggest holdup isn't necessarily that it's a bad song. I just never found it interesting. I, I listen to it, and it's never drawn me in. And like I said... I get, I get the 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 satire. How she's how she's saying all these things, and the the joke here is that she's making fun of people that live this way. I get that, um, and I think that that's awesome, and it and it shows her her uniqueness and ha how intelligent and mature she can be, even though she, I mean, this album came out and she was like sixteen, 
So <laughs> I see, I see the appeal, and I totally respect why this is her biggest hit. Um, it just never quite clicked with me as well as uh, as pretty much any of the rest of her music because I just never really enjoyed this song. Yeah, that's always uh, I always forget that how young she was when uh, Pure Heroin was released. She was sixteen, uh, and so that's like a, a year and a half older than me, um, and making one of the biggest uh, like songs of the decade. There's it's it's one of the songs from like when I was a little bit younger that because I only listened to radio. So that was always playing, and I, I, you know, discovered her through that. But, um, yeah, it's a really big song, and she did that at like sixteen. Um, so that that's always interesting to note. I think uh, we should move back into the checklist, and I, I want to start since we're already on it. Let's start uh, talking about lyrics, and I'm gonna take the liberty of going first this time because I think I have something to say. I think other than the flow, the main thing um, that I would say as my pretty much one criticism of Pure Heroin is is that sometimes in the lyrics, I feel that she's saying so much and she's being so t- satirical that it almost like cancels out what she's saying. And I feel the lyrics are more, chur- mo- more mature and more dynamic on um, what's it called? Melodrama. And uh, Ryan, what do you think of that? Um, from the lyric standpoint, yeah, like I, I can't argue with the whole melodrama just becoming more mature with that. Um, really plays into the fact that it's more of a concept album. I think she had more of a focus going into it and that's not to knock her saying that like as a 16 year old, she wasn't able to make an incredible album because she still did um it's just that i think she had a bit more of a focus as you could tell with like the cover the cover art um that like you're going to get what the the cover is showing there with like the like the dark blue and it's like it's just going to be all about sadness and like from the first track we know that she's unable to move on from this relationship i don't know there's just more interesting facets of what relationships can be like from it. I know it personally helped me um, through like a tough time that I was going through with uh, a girlfriend. So um, I don't know, personally it it relates to me a lot and the lyrics, even though none are really coming, coming to mind, I'll have to be like looking them up as we do this. But I know on liability, I, I just love all the lyrics from that um, just so descriptive and so um a lot of dancing kind of themes come up with this and it's kind of laced throughout the entire track listing i don't know the specific songs for that but just like this idea of dancing and dancing in the storm and all that kind of stuff that really interests me a lot how about you noah well you said that with a uh, melodrama that we were we were getting uh, a, a more uh, introspective, personal, sad uh, kind of album, which, I mean, she told us. Uh, uh, even from the title, we knew what we were getting into, um, and she addresses that on Sober too. And even like that self-awareness um, just shows 
how amazing she is. And yes, again, I have to give the give the credit to uh, to melodrama on the lyrics. I I feel like I'm going to have a hard time saying that pure heroine's better in many categories, mainly because melodrama is just her, but more matured, and that is. You can't fault her for not being the most amazing artist at 16, but yet somehow she was an amazing artist and, and she could only get better with age. Uh, to talk about one song that specifically really, really moves me um, off of melodrama, um, I want to talk about Writer in the Dark. That is a mm. song that was so inspirational for me. Um, it's such a, a unique song. Um, the only other time that I've heard it ever addressed uh, in, in that sort of sense about being a songwriter and how you make you make your own world because we're the they're the ones presenting it to us um, was um, the songwriter off of Father John Misty's most recent release. Um, both songs are incredible, but the uh, songwriter or writer in the dark really was an inspirational song for me and, and inspired me a lot. I, I don't, I'm not really a songwriter, never been a, never been a good songwriter, but I, I spent hours after listening to this, trying to make something of a similar concept. It's just, it was so inspirational and such an incredibly good song. Um, I agree. That is a very good song. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, uh, Ryan, do you agree? Um, I do, and I, I kind of think that Noah was, I, I, I knew he was going to bring up the Father John Misty song there, because I remember watching that video where he talked about that at length, but um, for me, the only other kind of album that I can draw similarities to with that would be um, Trench by 21 Pilots. I don't know, not directly talked about, but Tyler Joseph definitely kind of like explains like his thought process of creating a world. And I don't know, it's, a, it's an incredible talent to be able to do that. And um, to touch on like a song on melodrama that moved me a lot, um, is what Noah was saying with Writer in the Dark, that song kind of happened with me with uh, Supercut um, that immediately follows it up on the track listing there. But uh, with Supercut, I don't know, I just feel like to have that thought in your mind that like, okay, this relationship, it's all just gonna flash by in one quick little uh, clip or reel kind of thing with a, a movie just playing through your head. Um, that kind of just sits with me in a very crazy way to think of life as like when we ultimately reach our um, end point of, of dying. Uh, it's a sad thought to really bring up here, but I don't know, just like kind of motivates you just to live each day to the fullest. I I definitely agree. And uh, out of the topics, we've talked about production, we've talked about lyrics, we've talked about flow, um, and th those are the we have three more to talk about. So um, we'll, we'll see if uh, pure heroin makes a comeback. But I think based on what everybody said, I think I know what we're all gonna say about this. But how about songwriting? Uh, which album do you think as a conglomerate has the best songs overall and has the more interesting creative ambitious 
songwriting. I'm going to mix things up. I, I definitely believe both albums are great, but I will give the point to Pure Heroin. Hear me out. Um, while the lyrics and production and everything about melodrama is incredible, we do get a couple of reprises and... While there's nothing wrong with reprises, it does take up a portion of the album, and even we readdress some similar musical themes um, that we heard in, in Pure Heroin. So I'm going to give it to Pure Heroin because I think, as as I was saying, I think that Melodrama is a, is a near-perfect album with hardly any flaws. Pure Heroin is a great album in each individual song since because again mm. as i said i feel like melodrama is one that you need to listen to as an album pure heroin there's so many songs on it that i love to just listen to in their own right um so that's why i'm giving this point to pure heroin the argument can easily be made for melodrama but i will give this one to pure heroin um, and usually I, I would give it to the other host, but I, I, again, I have to take a liberty to respond to you. Uh, Noah, I, I think I was also going to mix it up because I'm kind of in, indecisive on this, uh, ch check mark here because I feel melodrama is better as a whole album. And I think pure heroin is just as good when it comes to, if you just look at the track list and look at the songs, I think it has uh, almost an equal amount of good songwriting. Like White Teeth Teens, I think is a great song. I love Tennis Court. Uh, I love Royals, um, which are just like three great songs. And there's several other on the album. But I, I think, I think when you take away, you know, like the transitions into different songs, I think. I think it's equal, and I, I don't want to, you know, play that card of, well, I think they're both great, but I, I think really on this uh, box here, I think I'm going to have to, you know, cancel it out because I think they're equal. What do you think of it, Ryan? So you're sitting on the fence. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I get what Noah was saying with the whole, uh, as individual songs on Pure Heroin, I don't know, like they, they definitely seem like a more original or kind of inspired approach to the songwriting. There isn't any repeats with the reprises. Um, yeah, so like as a, a microcosm, like each song is gonna sound amazing, but I don't know, I'm still gonna give it to Melodrama just because I'm one who enjoys listening to um, reprises and any kind of longer transitions between songs just um, that's what I've been into over the past, like ever since I've gotten into music. Um, I know like Coldplay is an artist that comes to mind with that. Some of their kind of interludes that they do going into some of their biggest hits. But um, talking about Lord, though, I don't know. I, I feel like the the songwriting that she she puts into it um, to kind of not do the exact same like with Sober and then what she does on Sober 2 and Liability and the reprise of Liability. I feel like she plays with it enough that makes it feel like it's somewhat different. So, and I actually enjoy like the, the, the second parts of those songs and it, it comes at the right time in the track listing that I can just fully sit through it and enjoy it. 
Well, for the first time in this episode, um, we I actually all have different opinions. So that's interesting. Um, I think we should move on to the fourth, uh, I guess, well, actually fifth, but um, flow. Oh, geez, not flow. Experience. As an album experience, which is the better album? Melodrama. Right. Yeah. Ryan, do you agree? <laughs> yeah, melodrama, definitely, hands down. Um, I feel like this entire podcast is just us like being like, oh, yeah, melodrama is just a lot better, but that's no knock against pure heroin. I think we're just being extreme fanboys at this point. Yeah, um, I know that uh, Not Real Music, uh, Ryan from Not Mere Real Music, uh, here's your fellow Ryan buddy, but he um, he he said that he gets more into pure heroin, so you know maybe I should shoot him a, a DM or something and ask him why. Um, but anyway, I, oh wait wait, I, I I guess that we should reach out to the comments and say um, if any of you think that pure heroin is the better album if there's any of you purists out there um well uh let us know in the comments angrily very angrily in a hateful manner let us know why we are um all wrong because uh, i actually do want to know if there's a uh, defending point to pure heroin because i mean we both i think we all agree that pure heroin is a great album i think we just all think that melodrama in almost every category um, except for songwriting, which is important, is the better album. So I, I guess that brings us to um, overall final thoughts um, and like our conclusion with which is the better album. Uh, Ryan, you go first. Um, at this point, really hasn't been much that I haven't said already, but um, just the initial kind of release kind of response that I had to both of these albums um, is what really is the take-home message for me uh, every time I come back to them. It's just, it came at different times of my life, like as a personal kind of thing to be listening to, uh, pure heroin, uh, something that I really only knew for Royals for a couple of years. And then uh, that was always played on the radio, like you were saying, Sam. Uh, that was how okay. I was exposed to it a lot too. Um, it got to a point where I was, kind of sick of it just because I was also playing that song in my uh, band that I was a part of in high school. So um, that kind of tired me out on that front. But uh, Melodrama came at a very personal kind of uh, heart-wrenching time for me. So uh, that one, uh, I can see the arguments if anyone wants to say pure heroin's better, but uh, I'll forever defend melodrama just because it's such a personal and like enjoyable experience from front to back. How about you, Noah? It, of course it's melodrama. Melodrama is an incredible album. And as we've, we've all said, by no means is that a knock to pure heroin. Pure heroin's an, an incredible album, but she simply topped herself with melodrama. And I think it's uh, so close to perfect it is an amazing album every track is is amazing i can't i can't say that i wish that one was not in the track listing i absolutely love it and it just shows her at a more mature point in her life and and i think that while the fact that she was able to write an album like pure heroin at only 16 uh 
it's incredible. And she's such an incredibly talented individual, but with a couple more years of experience, melodrama is amazing. The additions that Jack Antonoff had in her songwriting style and the sounds that they created together, it was a perfect match. It's just a great album. And unfortunately, Pure Heroin, an already amazing album, just can't stand up to it. I have one point just to add. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of like side comment, so you can like go into like the next kind of topic. Topic mm-hmm. um, with uh, I don't know, like where we would kind of place these albums as like in the entire decade. Like how how good would we say they are? Like where they would kind of land on that kind of list if we did like the best of the twenty tens. Um. Well, if I'm being honest, I haven't been around for music for like <laughs> what the, about, the entire 2010s. So what about we more give them like a number rating? Would okay. that work? Okay. Uh, okay. Um, who wants to go first? Wait, is this just like rating each individual album? Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought that I, I, I thought that might be easier than, than that. Cause yeah, at least Sam and I as well don't, I mean, I, I don't know where I'd put everything in. <laughs> okay. In the I'm decade. just looking ahead too far, I guess. <laughs> No, you're fine. Um, but uh, Sam, you can you can do your final comments, and then you can then you can segue into this. Um, okay. Well, f- f- final my final comments is pretty much everything you guys said. Um, and melodrama, I think, is a way more. I guess like um, introspective album. And it's very more inviting, I think. I think it's way easier to like fall into its you know, trap. And you, once you fall in, you're sucked in, and there's no way you're turning off the album. And I, I, I feel like that's what's always been my experience um, up until like a couple weeks ago. Because if I'm being honest, at first, for some reason, I always thought Pure Heroin was the better album. And I think... Over time, as I've matured, I've started to appreciate melodrama more. And I don't think I ever gave melodrama like a, a full, attentive listen where I was like really open-minded for some reason. Um, so when I was you know, listening to it again, I kind of changed stances. Uh, I, I got to be transparent. But yeah, I just think uh, melodrama is better. And uh, real quick comment... Noah, we need to get you to meet Jack Antonoff. It seems like this is what you want with your life. It's the one dream that I I wish that I could achieve one day. It's it's honestly not like that far off if you think about it because I see interviews with like say like a Taylor Swift on people's YouTube channels which have like 20,000 subs. So I think since obviously Jack Antonoff, even though he's worked with Taylor Swift and almost made me vomit, um, I, I think uh, he he's more realistic. I think he, I, I think I'm actually if we can grow, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm planning stuff in my head, but um, uh, Ryan, you go first and give your rating for each individual album if you had to rate it like on your rating scale. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do it on. 10 point scale just because that's what I do on my channel. But uh, yeah, for Pure Heroin, um, I don't know. I feel like both of you will put it at a 9, but I'm going to go with an 8. Um, 
just because I don't know. Like it doesn't take away to say that it's like any less of an album. It's just not at that level of what I usually rate albums. Um, if you want to check out my channel to really see a few of them, it's like anything like Parquet Courts, their new album. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't really put it up on that next level. But this one, I don't know. With Pure Heroin, it's just like, yeah, there are enjoyable songs on it. But in its entirety, I, I can't really come back to it as a whole. And that's what really kind of differentiates it from being an eight to a nine, I guess. And then for melodrama, uh, I would give it a 10 out of 10, honestly. Like I've only done that with one review so far on my channel because I've only been in existence for the past year. But um, if I were able to go back into 2017 and actually review this album, it was definitely my album of the year for 2017. And I, I'm pretty confident already to say that it's going to be like one of the best albums of the decade. Um, I would probably insert myself. I, I would probably, I think I would give pure heroin. If I'm like not in a critical mood, I'm just jamming out. I would probably give it like a nine. Um, I would think that is a fair thing. And uh, I would give melodrama um, a 9.9. .9. Because uh, sometimes I do points if I really need to articulate how close it is to a 10. But I, I think there's this difference in my mind from when you go, okay, this is uh, absolutely phenomenal. It almost has no flaws. And even if you can't even find a flaw, there, I think there's a sense that you get whether, you know, uh, a Marquise Hill jazz record is a 10 or if it's a 9.9. .9. And for that one, I gave it a 10. Um, and sometimes I feel bad when I give it 10 um, because I'm worried that maybe in the future I'll change my mind or maybe I give it too quick. I, I was too, uh, I, I shot it off too quick, but I, I think, I think I would give a 9.9 .9 for melodrama because it doesn't suck me in as much as the new daughters album did, which I give it 10 or um, the latest uh, Marquis Hill record did. So uh, that's what my stance on it is. How about you, Noah? Well, I uh, I I'll, I just do point fives and then whole numbers, but mine are um, I'd give Pure Heroin an eight point five out of ten, um, and Melodrama would be a nine point five, which I'm pretty sure is what I gave it on my review. Whenever I uh, I did it, I have yet to give a perfect ten ever, and Melodrama just isn't quite there, though I do absolutely love it. Real quick. Um... Ryan, what what album did you give a ten? I haven't like seen your stuff from a while back, only from like the past two months. But what did you give it? Uh, uh, what was your ten? Kids see ghosts. Kids. That's a that's a good good album. Um, I had to. I have to be the one that says that I liked Yay better than I liked Kids See Ghosts. Wow. <laughs> I know I'm that guy. How do I kick him from the call? Let's see. <sighs> hey, it was in my favorite. It was in my best albums of 2018. I'm pretty sure. Really? Are you? Are, I, I forgot that you liked Yay. Yeah, I, I love Yay. Really? Yeah, I know. Hey, I feel like I'm not in the minority. I feel like a. I feel like it's a pretty even split on which one people believe are better. You know what? I my stance on Kanye is. I think a lot of people think he's very charismatic, and I think in his solo work, um, except for graduation, I think he's not that charismatic. Am, am I the only one who thinks that? Sometimes he kind of gets on my nerves. I don't know why. 
Do you think that, Ryan? Um, I don't know. I've been a fan of him since really when he, he came up. So um, the only album that kind of upset me was uh, Use Us, but uh, that's just something we don't want to really talk about. <laughs> um, I think Graduation would be the perfect album experience um, with all of the great sampling if it didn't have a uh, – what's what's the – I can't you, – your um, the drunk girl song. Man, I hate that song. But anyway, um, so yeah, well, that's that's gonna wrap it up, I think, for this episode of Criticast. Um, uh, make sure to subscribe and follow Noah and Ryan on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, you guys are both on there they have great channels and i really like watching their stuff and i think if you uh, like watching my stuff or just check out our channels uh i don't need to justify it and uh follow the podcast on twitter instagram um youtube and if you are now listening to it on on youtube number one thank you for listening to it and giving us the view but next time consider listening to it on an audio platform such as itunes google play or um soundcloud um, because that helps us get into the charts for podcasts which eventually will help us grow and reach a bigger audience because youtube isn't that great for doing that so go check us out there and yeah you heard me right we're on itunes now so so go check that out We'll be seeing you guys next time on the Criticast.